Hello and welcome back to the Fins Nation UK podcast. I am your host Andy and as ever we're here to talk all things Miami Dolphins. Now this week is a very important week in the season for the Dolphins as they travel to Germany to take on the Chiefs in Frankfurt 2.30pm UK time which I'm assuming is 3.30pm in Germany. Uh, a bit early for those in America but Either way, should be a cracker. With me, I've got a returning guest to the podcast. With me today is Lee Whittington. Lee, how are things? Very good. I've just got to Heathrow, so ready to to get out to Germany to see this game. Very excited. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Um, I mean, to be honest, I didn't get tickets. And I'm actually, I may sound dodgy or cool because I'm actually a bit under the weather right now. So I don't think I'd, even if I got tickets, I may have had to pass them on last minute and sell them so it's a shame um, I would love to have been there because I know so many people are out there you know Jez uh, Martin Lee a lot of people from Fins Nation UK are going to the game and uh, I know loads of other Dolphins fan base are there you know Dolphins UK are going there Go Tom Dolphins are there a lot of Dolphins fans are going to be there and fans <laughs> that matter. so it should be it should be a, oh I think a cracking atmosphere oh absolutely I'm actually uh, meeting Kadeem for good Go Time Dolphins uh, in the morning the fly out together, so nice. Uh, all yeah. the guests on the show, Kadeem came on. I it was for the Chargers review, so yeah, that should be a good time. I mean, I know they've even gone about. I think you have to wear aqua or something. I think that that's the rule, isn't it? I think they've there's been email sent out to people that they they, they request that everyone who's dolphin fan comes and wears aqua, which makes no sense because we've worn white all season long, <laughs> and we were wearing white on Sunday as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> I. I I don't know why, especially road games, wearing white. I get it in Miami because of the heat, but I don't get why when you're playing, you know, obviously LA was different, that was in the heat. But say, for example, if Philadelphia, that was a perfect chance to wear green. I know they wore their Kenny green, but I just think it'd be nice at some point to see them wear something that isn't white. Cause I, I love that. I, I like the white jersey, especially the throwbacks, but we're meant to be an aqua team, and I don't think we, we play an aqua enough to call ourselves that. Not, not at the moment. And I think we wore aqua last time we played. The, we wore the aqua throwback the last time we played the team. So it would have been a, a cool time to do it again. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, uh, I'm hoping towards the end of the year we might see a, a lot of aqua games. But um, just by last season alone, it'll be a lot of white again. And I just think that at this point, do we just change our logo to all white? Because right now it just seems like that's our, that's our, that's our uniforms right now. Um but of course, the big game is this weekend: Chiefs Dolphins. Um, this is Germany. Obviously, before the season started, it was seen as probably the best ever international matchup, um, sort of on paper. Uh, and I'm still to this day so stunned how they managed to get this in Germany. But what's transpired since is now you've got the one seed against the two seed, both on the same record, playing in Germany. Um, just how good of a prospect a game do you think this could be? I mean, isn't this this by far the best international game that's ever uh, ever left US soil? Um, like you say, there's there's so many storylines here. I mean, even you know, if you want to look at Tua and Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race, you know, throw Tyreek Hill in there. You know, he's obviously getting mentioned in the in the uh, MVP race as well. Obviously, all the stuff that, you know Tyreek had mentioned. You know, he played it down because he, he's not. I don't think he. I don't think he was ever trying to put Tua up above. Patrick Mahomes, he was just pointing out that hey, this guy's got some great traits as well. But obviously, that's a storyline. That, that's that's how this is going to play out, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I mean, couldn't, couldn't be a better matchup. It's just a shame it's not in a bigger stadium, so more people could get to see it. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame because that was so in demand. I mean, it was, 
to link a million people in the queue uh, for both both the, the aims and I think on the one side you've got that thing of I think you know Cardiff or well, the Wales national team had it in football where they moved to a smaller stage. I mean they created a better atmosphere uh, because it was less people, more condensed sound and noise. But I think even if you had a you know this game in London for example, the Tottenham Stadium or Wembley, I think you'd have a, it'd be sold out then. Noise would be deafening. So I think it's a shame on that front that more people can't do it. But at the same time, it's nice to see unlike London games, which is probably a fault of it that. It seems to be just all Chiefs and Dolphins that have gone. It doesn't seem to be. There's not many people who go in there that, that is like celebs, for example, who don't know the sport. It seems to be all Dolphins fans, all Chiefs fans. It all seems to be legit fans. So it should make for a cracking atmosphere. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see it in person. I think it's it's such. It, it levels the playing field, doesn't it? Kansas City, the hard place to go and play football. Um, so. You know, the more noise that Dolphins fans can make, the, the more we can even out that atmosphere. Where hard rock has been rocking all season, you know, we need to try and do our best to replicate that on Sunday. Help the help the team out, do our bit. Yeah, I I do think that on the one hand, you know, it's just a big statement win if you've been win this. But I know full well the narrative will be that if we lose, the narrative will come up again. Or if we can't beat the big teams, but the narrative I think I worry about if we do win the game will be like. Put an asterisk on it. You know, they weren't playing an arrowhead, and that's the only thing I think we can't really win because if you win, great. So if you lose, obviously horrible. They'll say we can't beat good teams. Then when if you do beat the Chiefs, the, the narrative will be, oh, you beat them on neutral, then you didn't beat them in arrowhead. And I think it's um it's a shame really, but at the same time, you don't win games in November. You you win two bowls in February and January. So as long as we can, if we're competitive and we get the win, I think that is a big step for me, no matter where where it's being played. Yeah, it's all about racking up wins, isn't it? They're all worth one in the win column, you know, essentially to to this team and, and for our goal at the end of the season. We just need to rack up those those ones in the win column. But yeah, I think people are going to find some sort of way to undermine every win that we have. There's, there's always seems to be a reason why it's not really as good as, as we think it is. And actually, they need to keep winning. So that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that as well, that, if we can get the win and rack up the wins, I think that'll be crucial for playoffs because I think, you know, unless something dramatically horrible happens, we're making the playoffs. And I think if we can win this game, it'll go a big step towards getting that number one overseas and potentially playoff by. And I think at that point, you know, what you're doing in October, November doesn't really matter because it matters what your form is at that time. So we can just yeah. get the wins in now. Who cares if we're beating bad teams? Who cares if we're our teams we played on the Panthers and the Giants and all that? Because we're getting the wins and that's going to be so crucial come play football. If we can get you know, whether that division win and, and get the home advantage or whether we get that number one seed and get the bye, I think it's so crucial to win this game. And I think there's so many layers to this game. And I think that it's such it's probably our biggest I don't think it's our biggest game maybe in the last two or three years. Or maybe even one of our biggest games of the whole century. Because we haven't had much playoff football, you know, and this is a great chance for us to say we're here, we can beat the best. And I think it's such a big game. And I think it's a massive, massive game. And I think that yeah, it should be should be a crack of a game as well. Yeah, this, how different is it going into this game as an equal rather than a team trying to punch up with a little bit? You know, it, the big games in the past have been because we need it to get into the playoffs, but really the other team is, is better than us and they don't really care what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? We're kind of playing up up to them, but this time we go in there and we're in star attraction just as much as the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and the Dolphins deserve all the all the media coverage that they get because to be honest, everything they've done this year has been pretty phenomenal. It, 
like even the losses, I think we can take some stuff away from it that that we can use use as a positive. I think the Bills game was was obviously a bit of a mess, but I think you also find every team seems to have that game each season anyway. So you've got to try to rectify that late in the year um, at home, which I don't think is a bad thing. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's been a you know a fantastic start to this year. I mean, you know, I never have seen us go. Five and one, never seen us go four and zero, or even six and two. So it's been by far the best season I've seen in my lifetime. I'm sure it's up there for you as well. And you know, we even people like to dig on the fact that you know we haven't, we've all only beaten good, t- bad teams. But then you know, only two teams have scored more points in the game this season against Patriots. I mean, we've we're tied for the most points scored against the Chargers, sorry, the Panthers this year um, in any game. Tied for second most points scored in any game against the Giants this year, and no one scored more points than us against the Chargers this season. I mean, look at the other stuff about the fact that you know Tyreek Hill leads the lead in receiving yards, touchdowns. Raheem Mostert leads the league in rushing touchdowns. Devon A. Chain leads the league in yards per game. Tua leads the league in yards passing, and then tied with Kirk Cousins for passing touchdowns. So it's been it's been the stuff of dreams that I really has, and I think that you know I was there for that Eagles game. I was in Philly, and that was a you know, not a nice experience to watch, but, you know, it was just good seeing us in these games and seeing us in these primetime games and, you know, giving them a go. And I think that, whilst we probably was our worst performance of the year, maybe second worst if you look at the Bills game as well, but I think, you know, just be having these games where, you know, years gone by, you know, you have these seasons where you've got no single game on, on um, primetime, you know, 2019 especially was awful. Um, in 2018, there wasn't many games we had on prime time. But now it's like every week we got you know, Chargers was prime time, I believe. Eagles was prime time. Bills was prime time. You know, and so many games have been on uh, on that sort of slot for us. So I think it's really good to see us being there, being involved, and seeing players of ours involved in the MVP race. I mean, um, have you seen a better season so far than this? since the start of the season? Have you seen anything anything as good as this in your life? No, certainly not in the time that I've been following the team. I've never seen anything like it. It seems. Seems unbelievable to be honest. Um, but they kind of building up to this last year, weren't they? We we saw the the bones of of what is now looking like a complete team. I think, especially in the last couple of weeks, when we've seen Dickens' defense kind of come together and start to really pick up. I thought they played really well in that Philly game. I know you know the result didn't go our way, but I saw the defense start to really come together. Obviously, you get Jalen Ramsey back then. You know, this week for the first time, we'll see Jalen Ramsey from Park Holland and Xavier Howard take the field together, hopefully. That's, you know, that's a real game changer. But I thought Mike McDaniel was really smart in in his first season. Keeping the defensive coordinator so there was some sort of continuity. Now, as the defense learns a new system under Vic Bangio, the offense is in the second year. So they're more comfortable and they're able to carry the team if necessary. And they've done that at times. So, you know, it seems like a really great way to kind of even it out rather than coming in cleaner and having to learn both sides of the ball at the same time and getting those really negative results. You know, last year we saw the times the defense were able to carry the, the offense when they just couldn't quite get things together. Obviously, to itself kind of derailed everything. But, you know, this year you kind of seen the plan really come together. And I think the hopefully health permitting we start to see this defence really flourish in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you look at the stats, there's no real, there's no players of ours in the top 10 for, you know, for defensive, like, interceptions or sacks or tackles. And, you know, we're not in the top 10 for most things in terms of, you know, yards allowed. But 
you know, look at the players they've got. I mean, to have, you know, Christian Wilkins, Zach Cedar, you know, Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, although I think he's getting a bit past it, but Jevon Holland as well. I think it, there's some there's some real players on this defense. And Vic Manjo is not a is no slouch. He's got a great history of of defensive coordinator roles. And and I do think that right now we are probably going through some teasing problems. Only what um seven, eight games into the season and you know still early on to get used to things. So I think I think a point more likely to see next year, players of ours will start our defense start being up in the top five, top ten for certain stats. But I think definitely be moments where you can look at it and, and be happy with the defense. Being Jaden Rams's interception on his first game back, and the fact he's come back so early, so early in his recovery is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and you know, and other other moments. I mean, there was a forced fumble um, in the Eagles game as well as a drone Baker um, interception and, and touchdown and. You know, there's there be some moments. I know we put up a lot of points in some games, but at the same time, is isn't it, we've got so used to this, you know, Josh Boyer um sort of that <laughs> blitz heavy scheme, and it, it takes a long time even with an off season. It takes a long time for players to get used to that on the field. So definitely positives. I mean, for me, I think the key for me, I'll get your thoughts in a minute, but the key for me, I think, on offense is is scoring early. And I think if you win the toss, I think we have to get the ball first because a lot of games we have. We go fourteen points down, whatever it is, and we're then forced to concentrate on the ball. And then teams, you know, they work us out. But I think if you can establish a run early and get those points early, Fubahim Moster or Jeff Wilson or anyone else in the backfield, I think that to me is the key. Because if we allow ourselves to go fourteen points down to the Chiefs, I think that's a long way to come back. And I think you know it could cause some problems and predictability from our offensive scheme. But for you, for you, Lee, what do you think is the key to beat the Chiefs on Sunday? I mean, I'd love to say that this is this could be a a shootout, and we're going to see two a ball out like like he has at times this season. But I think when you look at the way the, the Chiefs' defense play, they I mean they rank fourth overall in the NFL, but they rank very poorly against the run. They they, they rank poorly against the run, and they defend the run poorly to the outside. This is a time for outside run, and that's kind of what is right in our wheelhouse. I expect to see a lot of the running backs. I think think this is. I mean, what a week they get in. Hopefully, Teron Armstead and Connor Williams back in the starting lineup um, and being able to run run to the outside. I think, you know, expect to see heavy doses of Raheem Mostert this weekend. And hopefully, Jeff Wilson kind of get his legs under him. Uh, we've seen him, his snaps kind of increasing the last couple of weeks. But yeah, this feels like a game where, you know, you're really going to be able to break the back of it by, by running to the outside. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's. Again, I would have been perfect for A-Chain. I, I know he's been... Oh, absolutely. But I, I don't think he's fit enough for him. I think he'd be perfect because he's shown in this time at Dolphins, albeit a short time, that he can be that dual threat back who can run and also catch, a bit like a McCaffrey sort of was to McDaniel when he was in San Francisco. And I think that that would have been key because I think he proved it. I think he got, I think it was four touchdowns against Broncos and I think half of them were, were receiving touchdowns. So it's a shame that he's not there, but I think also it gives you that second option of a back. And I think, if I'm honest, I think he's our best back when everyone's healthy. Um, but I think having him and most, uh, I think was down the stretch, would be really important to have him back. And I think that's a shame for this game because I think he'd have been perfect for that game. You know, those screen passes, those check down passes from two where that, you know, where you can, you know, you can make those, those yardage gains through the ground game. But, um, for me, yeah, I think it's really important not to be predictable because that was our issue, certainly into Bills and Eagles, was that you knew they were going to throw to Tyreek, you knew they were going to throw to, well, not to Waddle that time for the Bills game, but you knew 
where he was going. And I think that that's something you have to try to address because it's been a problem even last year. Even when two was there, when he wasn't there, you know, there were plenty of games where people knew that if you stop Hill and Waddle, you stop Dolphins. That happened a lot at the time. So I'm really hoping we can send out a message. Um, but of course, you know, we're up against, you know, two of the last four years champions in the Chiefs. They've been three of the last four Super Bowls. They've had five straight years where they've hosted the AFC Championship. But Holmes has only had Rome games in, in playoffs in Super Bowls. Every other conference championship division has all been the arrowhead. So this is the team we're playing against. It's a massive, massive game. And people are calling it an AFC title preview, which may be a bit early for that kind of chat yet, but it's a massive game. And I think that it's a big opposition. I think that I saw talk of potentially Ramsey covering up against Kelsey, which will be a, a fascinating matchup. I mean, Ramsey's got a great history in this league of of being a shutdown corner. And I think that he's a guy you want to be stopping Kelsey because if if you allow Kelsey to get free with Mahomes, fight he's fully healthy and actually not ill anymore, it's, it's, a, it's a tough ask to stop that. So I think that's a big thing for me as well, is can we stop Kelsey? And I think if we can, I think it's a big thing because who else have they got? I know they won it last year, but... Apart from Kelsey, they haven't got really any great receiving options. If we can stop Kelsey, it's a big way to stopping it. What do you think about that, Lee? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Jalen Ramsey do this in the past, go up against, you know, elite tight ends and, and find a way to limit their production. And I think, like, you know, agree with you completely. If you can find a way to limit Kelsey's production, you've got a long way to stopping this offense, or at least keeping keeping it down. You know, we're not. You're not going to stop the chicks. You know, it's unlikely. Um, but they've shown this season that there are some frailties there, um, and there are ways to to stop this offense if you can get it done. Obviously, having Jalen Ramsey back and healthy is great. I mean, it definitely makes you feel a little bit more comfortable about you know now asking him just run a week after returning to to kind of possibly be a Travis Kelsey eraser is the fact, you know, the number of snaps he played last week. I know it wasn't intended when he went out on the field, but I think it was, what, 49 of 51 or something? It was in the high 40s and that that's incredible. He said he felt good after coming coming off the field as well. Felt like he needed to stay in the game. So it's all the right things that you want to hear and his performance kind of backed up. I mean, the interception was just incredible, wasn't it? Like, completely baited Mac Jones into that throw. Um, look like a training exercise in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, and I think the loss last week was probably an outlier, but it definitely is something to it, um, you know, and I think that you have to hope that, well, you don't wish illness on anyone, but I think if he isn't fully healthy and he's still got the flu, um, then it could be a massive bonus. And I think one thing that could help us, and we saw it in London games this year as well, is we arrived... I think two or three days earlier than the Chiefs um, into Germany. And just how crucial do you think that is in terms of how we saw it in London games in terms of, you know, the fact that Bills arrived really late, they lost, and the Jags were there all week, and the Titans arrived way later than the Ravens, and the Ravens won. Um, and we've seen, albeit I know the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but in these kind of games where it's a neutral venue and you are got to deal with jet lag, just how crucial do you think that is, the fact that they have travelled so much earlier than the Chiefs? I think I think it's absolutely priceless. To be honest, it, it, I think you've got to take it up as a as an advantage in the in the Dolphins side of the ball. You know the Dolphins column here because, like you say, history has said both teams coming on on 
you know, just a few days before the game, have struggled. There have been teams that have been overshot, but you know, not so many of them. They also didn't play great last week. They also come in, um, like you say, you know, if, you, if anyone's ever done that flight from the US back to the UK, and I know you've done it certainly uh, recently, it takes it out of you. It doesn't matter if you're a pro athlete or if you're just, you know, someone like one of us. That's, you know, those first few days are, are tough. And you saw the beat writers even writing about it. It took them two days to feel like themselves. Um, so I'm pleased they did it um, for two reasons. Obviously, the football advantage. I also didn't think it shows that, you know, a great side of Coach McDaniel that he wanted them here early enough so they got to have a day off Tuesday as they would have in, in the US so they could actually see the sights. Because as much as coaches would love to get up there and say, it's just done the game, nothing's changed, nothing's going to be done any different, you can also can't ignore the fact that you're in a different country and that some of these players would never have left the US. So, you, you know, the fact that he's built in time for them to actually enjoy this as a trip and then get back to work and try and keep the football as on, on point as possible, I think is you know, hopefully the perfect the perfect recipe. Well, maybe maybe I'll feel different after Sunday, but I'm hoping that it plays out um, the, the way I'm hoping. Yeah, I think that's something we have to really be hopeful is in our advantage because yeah, it's I think it's hold. If we're an hour ahead, I think it'd be you're probably saying probably going to lose this game. But I think the fact that we've got that advantage over them, I think, is massive. And I think it's you know, you know, you see before these players haven't left the US before a lot of them, and I think that. They are part of history. They are part of history to be the first ever game in Frankfurt in NFL history. That's a big. That's a big thing. And earlier with the first game in London as well. So these players want to sort of make the most and have that experience because it's not like London games where the teams done it multiple times in, in over the years. But this is the first ever Dolphins game in Germany, and probably their first time in Germany or maybe in Europe. So for them, I think it's good. McDaniel has always seen pretty much since day one to be the guy to people, and you know, almost like. Almost like your friend as well as your coach, and I think that is yeah. great what he's doing. And I think that you know you've seen with the media how good he is with the media, and this is why I would love to have been there with the media pass because he just seemed like the perfect coach for the media. I mean, I've been in, you know, Mike Vrabel was good, John Harbaugh was good, but some of the players I've I've been in I've been in interviews with, like press press um press experience with and post match interviews, a lot of them just don't want to be there, although are just. A man, a few words, and you know, Derrick Henry was was very much not not up for talking much, and he was very softly spoken and all that. So not everyone loves the media, but Daniel seems to embrace it. So I think, you know, he does seem to be. He certainly won me over this year the way we played so far, and it's been a, you know, I think he is the perfect guy for our team right now, and I I'm very much extremely happy with him, and I think that I'm hoping he can be there for years. I'm hoping he can be our almost our Sean McVay in terms of that coordinator who's fun loving who's you can sort of want to have a beer with and I'm hoping he can be that guy where he can hopefully bring us some success but yeah it should be a good game regardless I'm looking forward to it watching it from home um, got the double jeopardy albeit a nice problem to have of having Liverpool Luton on at the same time so I'm gonna have to um, <laughs> find a way to have double screen I think for that one but it should be a great encounter um, so after you fly out tomorrow morning with Kadeem um what are your plans for the Saturday? Like, are you going to do some sightseeing? Are you going to meet up with fans? What's the what's on the agenda on Saturday for you and for you and the others? Um, we're going to try and go out and meet some fans. Um, also going to meet Charlie from Go Time Dolphins because he is already in Germany. He was over here, but I didn't get a chance to meet him in London. Um, we did meet last year in Miami, so 
yeah, definitely want to catch up with Charlie before the game. Um, and then, yeah, just go and see as many fans and do as much Dolphin stuff as possible, really. Yeah, it should be a great experience. I mean, from what I saw last year with the Bucks Seahawks game in Munich, there was a lot of fan interaction. And I hate to say, I think Germany are doing better than London right now. They're handling, they're doing more stuff for fans, it seems, in these games. So um, I think, I think in terms of that, I think it should be a great experience. Um, I'm still very jealous of the fact that everyone's, yeah. everyone's there, but um, yeah, it should be a cracker. Uh, before we do end the podcast, I want to get your prediction for the game. So, Lee, bonus, you want to give a score prediction as well, but who's going to win this game? The Miami Dolphins are going to win this game. I think it will be close. I don't, you know, I don't think, I don't think you can expect to come in and, and put up um, a big, big margin of victory against Kansas City Chiefs. They're just too good. And, and, you know, their games are close. Even when they've got beat, you know, they're not, they're not blowouts. That's not the way it kind of works. So I will take, I'll give you a score because why not? And I will take 31-28. I think we find a way to put up 31 points. And I think that is, you know, a heck of an achievement. That literally almost the exact mirror of my score prediction. I've gone for 30-27, but I have gone for the Chiefs to win. Um, I just think for me personally, until we beat a good team, I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to beat the you know, the, the, the reigning champions. And I just think that, you know, whilst I think I'm I'm way more confident beating them than I was the Eagles a couple weeks ago, um, but at the same time, I, I think that it's a whole thing of we haven't we haven't actually beaten the team with a win record since that Bills game in week three last year. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think until that point, I think until we do beat a good team, I think that's when I'll start being more confident of these big game wins. But I think right now, I think until otherwise, I'm going to have to say the Chiefs I hope I'm hope I'm wrong. So um so yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Um and of course, if we do win, everyone's listening, you're welcome. Because I'm not going to the game. I don't know whether you know the story league, but I've I'm own five at Live Dolphins games. Uh, I've never seen the I, have been, I have been following along on um, on Twitter. I didn't have the heart to say that you really needed to stay away for this for the sake of winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, we've all been there, we've all done it where we had that. That losing streak, I went through it like a couple of year period where every time I went to see them, they just played the worst football every time I was there. Um, I remember sitting in in Hard Rock in the pouring rain before the, the canopy was put on and we were getting absolutely thrown out by the Bills. And I was like, well, I suppose at least I'm going back to the beach after this. But yeah, I was, it was in the in the middle of a losing streak. Luckily, we're on a bit of a winning streak, so hoping to keep that up. Yeah, fingers crossed that you do and everyone else who was there. But in the meantime, this has been the Fins Nation UK podcast. So first of all, thank you to Lee for coming on. Anytime. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great having you on again. Yeah, for anyone who's, you know, listening, who's going to the game, enjoy it. Have a great time. And hopefully you'll see us get a win, which I think what will be in the rain on Sunday. But hope, fingers crossed, that we do do it. And in the meantime, we'll see you guys, hopefully, for a review of the game come next week. But in the meantime, I've been Andy. This has been Lee Whittington. And we will see you guys 